Hey everyone, I'm Stephanie. I'm a book-loving, notebook-hoarding reader and writer on a mission to change lives one book and one notebook at a time. And this is the Get Literate Podcast. On this podcast, we explore the power of leading literate lives. We talk all things books and reading, notebooks and writing, and everything in between to make our lives better. And no matter what better means to you, the pages inside books and notebooks can help us get there. So each week, we'll mix together books, notebooks, mindful practices, and creativity to cultivate a life we love. Now grab a notebook and your TBR list, and let's get literate. Hey everyone, Stephanie here, and welcome to another episode of the Get Literate podcast. Hey, do you know what day it is today? If you are listening in real time on the day that this episode was published, it's National Send a Card to a Friend Day. Yep, it is. Now, it's also Ballet Day and Fettuccine Alfredo Day, too, but Today, we're celebrating on the podcast, National Send a Card to a Friend Day. Do you ever celebrate those little lesser known national holidays? When I was teaching in the classroom, those little lesser known holidays were actually really big, fun events. And now as an adult, I'm taking my cue from Gretchen Rubin, who says it can be quite fun to celebrate those smaller, lesser known holidays in a whimsical way. So today we're going to celebrate National Send a Card to a Friend Day by talking about books that are full of friendship and full of card sending or letter writing or even a bit of emailing too. So the collection I have for you today falls into three different categories. First, I wanna talk about books that have both elements present. They are books about friendship and they are books about letter writing or epistolary novels. Then I wanna talk about books that are just based on adult friendships that would be perfect to read at this time of year when it's colder out and you need to get cozy and maybe just wanna cultivate some adult friendships during the time where we sent, we tend to have less daylight and less sunshine and wanna fill what we have with stuff that's really good. And then, The third category of books I want to share today are books about friendship that are on my personal TBR that I'm hoping to read in the coming weeks too. So first, let's start with the books that are both about friendship and letter writing. Now, you know already, if you've been listening to the podcast, that I love epistolary novels. In fact, I talked about my favorite epistolary novels or novels that are written solely in letters way back on the second episode of the podcast. And I'm bringing back one of those books that I shared then to share with you now. And that book is Love and Saffron, a novel of friendship, food, and love by Kim Fay. I adored this book along with many, many other readers. And this book is about Joan and Imogene. Now, these are two unlikely friends that come together because Joan, who is a young aspiring writer, writes to Imogene 
who is her mentor from afar and someone who's already successful in the field of writing. And she writes a, a pen pal letter, if you will, to her, thanking her for all of her inspiration and including a little pouch of saffron for some more adventurous cooking. Now that single letter starts a lifelong distance friendship between both of them. They're bound by their love of words, they're bound by their love of delicious food, and their bond becomes quite strong over time because of their letter writing back and forth. They write about the big things like life-changing events, and they write about the little things like recipes and what they did during the day. Although you might find that those little things are actually the big things after all. This book really opens up a lot of possibilities for this theme of friendship and card writing. It's beautiful. It shows how friendship can start in unexpected ways. It shows the beauty of unlikely friendships, especially spanning such a wide age group and a wide geographical span. And it shows the power of keeping adult friendships over time, something that can be really challenging to do in our busy lives. So Love and Saffron, a novel of friendship, food, and love is sure to inspire some adult friendships and some letter writing too, to send on national send a card to a friend day. Now up next is another one of my favorites. And this book is a beautiful epistolary novel about unlikely friendships. And that's 84 Charing Cross Road. Do you know this book? I'm guessing you know this book. But if you don't, Merry Christmas in February. This book is about a writer in New York who writes to a book dealer across the pond in London to get a book that she's had her eye on. Now, here's the thing. She has this beautiful voice, which is sarcastic a little bit and forthright and just puts her words out into the world. And the bookseller whom she is writing to, who ends up writing back to her multiple times, has more of this formal, proper voice. So it's a really great contrast between the people who are writing the letters, but also the, the letters themselves. Now, I said that this was a very unlikely friendship, and it is. They are in completely different aspects of the world. They have completely different voices. But in their correspondence, which first starts out as just, do you have this book? Yes, I do. I'll send it to you. Send money. It goes back and forth at that very literal level to where they become very connected in each other's lives. And not just the one person she wrote to at the bookstore, but the whole bookstore family and the family of that family start to become intertwined and they're all bonding together over their love of books and the written word and it's a beautiful book. Now I will say that it does not have the full circle ending that I typically crave in books but it is an excellent book regardless of that. I still felt satisfied at the end even if the ending wasn't quite how I expected. So if you love books, if you love epistolary novels, you love unexpected, unexpected friendships and back and forth, then I think 84 Charing Crossroad is a book for you. 
Now, up next, I have a wonderful middle grade novel, Two Night Owl from Dogfish. Now, this is a middle grade novel, as I mentioned, and it has a contemporary twist to it because it's not just an epistolary novel where the characters are writing letters back and forth. They're actually exchanging emails back and forth in combination with the other narrative elements of the story. And it's about Bette and Avery. Bette and Avery are two young girls who discover unexpectedly that their fathers have secretly been dating. And as part of that secret dating plan, they've decided to send their girls to a summer camp together so that they can share the news of their relationship and help them bond. Now, needless to say, Bet and Avery, they are not happy. And instead of banding together and being so joyful over summer camp, they band together to pledge to stop the madness, stop the summer camp, stop the relationship, stop it all. It is so relatable, both as a middle grade reader and an adult, from the character's anxiety that they're dealing with, their middle grade impulsiveness, but also their budding creativity and their love of collections. There are so many wonderful, relatable things here that are just made so much more powerful by the firsthand exchanges in emails back and forth. So while their original purpose of coming together was to avoid summer camp and halt their father's relationship, what ends up happening, as you can guess, is that a true and deep friendship develops in the process. And eventually, they get the found family they may have been looking for, but it's not in the way you think. Because a family is what you decide it is, right? You're going to have to read to find out what happens in the end. So that is a fun middle grade novel to help the kids in our lives celebrate National Send a Card to a Friend Day to Night Owl from Dogfish. Now, those are three books that focus both on friendship and the letter writing. I want to share three books that just focus on friendship and particularly adult friendships, which can be really hard to maintain. I don't know about you, but my friend circle has certainly decreased. And not that that's in a bad way, but it has definitely become a smaller circle of close friends as I grow older. Everything takes our attention. Work, marriage, family, kids, running around. It's harder to maintain those friendships when you have less time to do it in. And the time you have is often a bit more stressed and a bit more frantic. So I wanted to share three books that remind us of the power of friendship, deep friendship, true friendship, friendship that started as a kid and friendship that maybe blossomed a little bit later in adulthood. So the first one I'm going to share is a series that I love, and I know so many of you love it because Netflix decided to turn it into a series too. And the book I am talking about is Firefly Lane by Kristen Hanna. This series truly has my heart. But let me be clear, not the Netflix series. I loved the books. I do not particularly love the Netflix series as much. And I've got a variety of reasons, but one mainly is because the storyline changed so much, which just broke my heart because I was in love with it. But anyway, this book is about Kate and Tully. They are 
two unlikely, lifelong, almost lifelong friends who have been through a lot together. They've been through the challenges of middle school, the wonderfulness and stressfulness of college, moving into marriage and kids and beyond. They've been through all sorts of things together. And because it's Kristen Hannah, you not only can understand and feel those things that they've been through, but you can literally feel the emotion of the characters on the page. And you can feel the bond between Kate and Tully like you might feel it through Thelma and Louise, if you liked that movie. Now, the book volleys back and forth with turn-taking the perspectives of Kate versus the perspectives of Tully. And it makes us really privy to each of the characters' innermost thoughts and feelings and emotions. And it means that we can relate to both of them in different ways, depending on where we're coming from when we're reading this book. Now, this is, at least for me, a full circle kind of series. I'm not saying it's all happy, but it definitely has a full circle kind of arc to it. And in the process, like I learned so much. I learned so much about myself and why I was having the reactions I was having to each of these characters. I learned about my own relationships, especially my friendships. And I even learned about what my future self might think about as I kind of went side by side with Kate and Tully and all of their life's up and downs too. So this is definitely a book about friendship and about the bonds of friendship, but I would say that it's so much more because it just gets you to examine your own life in a different way and especially the bonds that you choose to have with the people around you. So that's Firefly Lane by Kristen Hanna. Now up next is another book that I love because I love this author. It's a very particular author with a very particular style of writing. And this book is In Five Years by Rebecca Searle. Now, I think that all of us should read this book in a single sitting with comfy pants, our favorite beverage, definitely some Kleenex, and maybe even a life coach on standby. So in this book, we meet Danny. Danny is a high-powered young woman who is set to achieve her dreams in her big, grand five-year plan for herself. She's got the job. She's got the apartment. She's getting the man. But on the night that her husband-to-be proposed to her, she fell asleep. And when she woke up, she was five years into the future. She was no longer at home, but she was in the future version of herself. And that's kind of a hallmark of how Rebecca Searle writes in a lot of her books. But when she woke up five years later, absolutely nothing was the same, right? Not the apartment, not the job, certainly not the man. Now, she, of course, is shocked. And she wakes up one hour later on schedule in her own home with her correct fiance, but she just can't shake it. This glimpse into her future self has made her start to question absolutely every single decision she has made in her life. It's powerful. It's a powerful lead, isn't it? Now you might be thinking, but Stephanie, how does that connect to friendship? Well, you think that this book is about love 
and having it all and who we're supposed to marry and where we're supposed to be. But it's actually about something else completely. And you don't figure that out until the very end. And so that's why you're going to have to find out for yourself the connections that it has to friendship and perhaps send a friend a card day. So that's In Five Years by Rebecca Searle. So get the comfy pants, get the beverage, get the Kleenex and be ready to sit and not come up for air until the book is complete. You won't want to. Okay, third book in the friendship category is something that's very different. And this book is called We Are Not Like Them by Christine Pride and Joe Piazza. This is an amazing book, right? If you want to read a book about friendship, especially adult friendship, and how it can survive, and maybe how it can't, then this is a book that you need to read. Now, normally, I read a book, and then I move right on to the next book. I've got a lot of books in my TBR. But when I read this one, I couldn't do that. I I had to stop. I had to sit with myself and my feelings for a little while before I could jump in to another book. This book is powerful. It's touching. It's emotional. It's raw. And it's real. And it deserved time to just be with it. In this book, we meet Jen and Riley. We've got another set of lifelong friends, but that lifelong friendship is tested drastically when Jen's husband, who is a white police officer in Philadelphia, shoots an unarmed black teenager. So Riley, who is Jen's friend, who hopes to become the first female black news anchor, she's torn between her friendship with Jen, between her goals at work, and of course, her identity as a Black woman. Now, Jen, who's pregnant with her first child, she's questioning everything she's ever known. She's questioning her husband. She's questioning her own assumptions about the world. She's questioning the bonds that she thought she had with her best friend. She's questioning her future. She's questioning all of it. Now, this book is told in alternating chapters, so we get to really see both sides of the story. And the authors did that so beautifully. And in doing so, as a reader, you cannot help but question what you would do and what you would think and what you would say and what your beliefs actually are and how you might preserve or not preserve a friendship like this, given the incredibly complex challenge they are facing. And unfortunately, it's something that we're dealing with far too often in the world. So this book asks the big questions of how does or how does not friendship stand the test of time? And of course, it has so, so much more in it. So that's We Are Not Like Them by Christine Pride and Joe Piazza. Definitely the more serious of the books, but one I think everyone should read. Now, I want to end the podcast with two books that are on my personal TBR in this realm of friendship. I've got one lighthearted fiction book and one nonfiction text. So the first one that I want to read, and I'll be honest with you, this has been on my TBR for a while. It's published in 2018. It's probably been on my TBR for almost a year. 
And I'm hoping that by stating this publicly, I will finally read The Getaway Girls by D. McDonald. Now, let me read you this setup according to the publisher. One morning, Connie McCall wakes up and decides to swap her ordinary life for an extraordinary adventure. She's finally free to make her own decisions for the first time in decades. And when she meets glamorous Gil and downtrodden Maggie at a rather dull flower arranging class, it seems that she's not the only one dreaming of adventure. The three very different women all agree it's about time they had a holiday to remember. So they make a pact for this summer to be their best yet, and they drive off into the sunset together. As they meander their way along the beautiful beaches of France and onto the glorious delights of Italy in their luxury camper van, the new friends have plenty of fun and frolics in the sunshine. But the vacation isn't quite what they expected. Gil will do anything to have one last holiday romance. Connie has a surprise inheritance awaiting her in Italy. And Maggie has a secret that's going to catch up with them all. In the end, all three women discover that the journey they thought would be their last really is just the beginning. Doesn't that book sound delightful? First of all, it's it, it's going to take us away. It's going to whisk us away to France and to Italy, somewhere that seems more appealing than wintry upstate New York in February. And it's going to give us a glimpse into a new friendship found in adulthood. So many of the books I've shared on this particular episode are friendships that were forged in childhood. And then those bonds were deepened or strengthened or tested. But this book is different. This book is about an unlikely friendship that formed in adulthood, right? It's never too late to make new friends. It's never too late to have new adventures. And The Getaway Girls seems to be the book that's going to remind us, and by us, I mean me, of that exact fact. So that's The Getaway Girls by Dee McDonald that is currently on my TBR. Now, up next is a nonfiction book about friendship. You know I am all about growing my own life through my reading life. And that means finding lessons in fiction and certainly finding facts in nonfiction too. So on my TBR is Find Your People, Building Deep Community, in a Lonely World by Jenny Allen. Now, I'm not saying that I'm lonely, although working at home in my basement and talking to screens instead of people for a lot of the day can definitely feel a little bit more lonely. But I think the world has just finally, as we, I think, start to emerge from the COVID pandemic, trying to find our people again. And so this seems like the perfect book. So here we go. Here's a setup. In a world that's more connected and more isolating than ever before, we're often tempted to do life alone, whether because we're so busy or because relationships feel risky and hard. But science confirms that consistent, meaningful connection with others has a powerful impact on our well-being. We are meant to live known and loved but so many are hiding behind emotional walls that we're experiencing an academic of loneliness. 
and find your people, best-selling author Jenny Allen draws on fascinating insights from science and history and timeless biblical truth, along with providing vulnerable stories from her own life to help you. This book sounds like one that is right up my alley with a mix of science and a mix of woo, right? To get a new perspective on a longstanding concept like friendship. So there you have it. Three books that are a mix of friendship and epistolary letter writing, three books that are all about adult friendships, and two books about friendship that are on my personal TBR so that we can all celebrate National Send a Card to a Friend Day, right? Valentine's Day always gets the focus in February, but not today. Today, our friendships get it. So I imagine you know what's coming, right? You know I end the episodes with one suggestion that you could take forward from your reading life to your actual life. And so what I'm going to challenge you to do today beyond, of course, adding a book or two that I've shared to your stack, is to send a friend a card today. Celebrate the holiday and actually do the thing. It'd be best if you could actually send a little handwritten note in the mail. Those are always so surprising and wonderful to get. But next best would be to send a quick email, send a text, or even just pick up the phone and let someone know that you've been thinking about them. Now, if you really want to celebrate, I would love if you take a screenshot of this episode on your device right now and then text it to a friend that you thought about while listening. Not only will it help that friend feel special, but it might introduce them to another podcast that since they're friends with you, they might like to listen to too. And then what a way to send me a little gift in the universe as well. So I would love to know what books are on your friendship list or your epistolary novel list. Let me know on social media. You can snap a picture and link to me at Affinito Lit. Or as always, you can head to the show notes and you can leave comments on your favorite books there. So that's it for me today. I'm wishing you a wonderful week full of lots of reading, of course, some writing, And to celebrate National Send a Card Day, I'm hoping your week is full of friendship too. See you at the next episode. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Get Literate Podcast. You'll find links to all the books, resources, and ideas mentioned in the show notes and at alitlife.com. And... If you want more, you might like to join my Patreon community. There, you'll find additional inspiration for your reading and writing lives, like bonus podcast episodes, book calendars, monthly book clubs, notebooking challenges, live events, giveaways, and much more. It's only $5 a month, and you get instant access to all the previous content, too. You can learn more at getliterate.co. But one more thing. If you love what you listen to today, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast or take a screenshot of the episode and text it to a friend. This helps the podcast grow and builds our bookish and notebookish community too. Thanks so much for listening.